Vigorous Steve here. In this video, we're going to respond to a video by Patrick Hsu from the Tech Lead YouTube channel titled Why Muscles Can Shorten Your Life, How to Live Longer. For the guys who don't know, Patrick Hsu used to work for Google for almost four years, and he also worked for Facebook a little bit over one year, after which he was fired. And he documented most of his displeasure by getting fired from Facebook on his YouTube channel. He also documented on Twitter that he was not very pleased with the female software engineers, but those tweets have already been deleted. On the Tech Lead YouTube channel and the Tech Lead show, you can find all kinds of videos discussing relationships, um, being a millionaire and all the troubles that comes along with that, being a software engineer, working for Google, working for Facebook, and a lot of um, reaction videos or opinion-based videos about uh, what's going on in the world nowadays. I am subscribed to both YouTube channels. I feel that Patrick Shu has a lot of valuable information and contributions on various subjects. I am very pleased and um, entertained by his dry and cynical humor. This is one of the reasons why I'm mostly subscribed. Super, super cynical, as you'll see from this video. So again, take it as satire. Don't take it too hard. Don't take it too serious, guys. I didn't do so, but we're still going to react to it because I do have a little bit of muscle left here and there. And I used to be a financial business consultant, joining the rat race, working for a multitude of multinationals, but I didn't get myself into that millionaire status back in the day. So there's a little bit of overlap in there. Don't get offended, guys. Nothing serious. Let's keep it positive. Before we get into it, please like the video, leave a comment for the algorithm, and consider subscribing if you haven't already. And if you want to vote for upcoming deep dives or ask questions during the private vigorous Q&A, which is always on Saturday, join the YouTube or Patreon memberships so you have 100% chance to get your questions answered every single weekend. Let's get started with this video, Why Muscles Can Shorten Your Life, How to Live Longer, I would expect, in brackets, after that, as an ex-Google employee or as an ex-Facebook employee or as a millionaire, as you can see from his YouTube videos, those three, one of those, are usually included in the titles. All right, we need to talk. Muscles can kill you. I see a lot of young people out there hitting the gym, celebrating their wins, they're bulking up with these big muscles. You're going to shorten your lifespan that way. A lot of the bodybuilders actually don't live past 48. That's the average age that- Average bodybuilder lifespan is 48 years old. I don't think that's entirely correct. I found the study that he's quoting right here, so we'll discuss that after we're done with the reaction parts of this video. And many professional bodybuilders live way longer then let's say 48 years old. Some of them are 60, 70, 80. I mean, we can take Arnold Schwarzenegger as an example, still kicking in his later years in life, right? And he's gone through multitude of phases, becoming a actor after finishing his professional bodybuilding career and becoming a governor and now an actor again and doing all kinds of projects on Netflix. I had watched that latest video from Arnold on his three phases of his life. And it's because their heart fails them suffering cardiovascular problems. And you know the problem is that we have this epidemic of influencers and social media online just promoting the gym, supplements, protein powders, and you have to understand that this is a big business and they don't want you to know the truth. And so recently- <laughs> Very, very true. I mean, he does make a fair point here. A lot of bodybuilders die from cardiovascular complications, especially recently. I mean, no need to point fingers now. We're all well aware of what's going on. Um, it's very sad to see, of course, you know, people dying in younger years or in you know, later stages of life from cardiovascular complications. And even though it's not very common for bodybuilders to die right in the gym where you're doing strenuous workouts, again, the steroids complicate cardiovascular health 
the chronic inflammation that people might be subjecting themselves to from the steroids or the you know terrible food choices or the recreational drugs, right? Not good for cardiovascular health. The blood pressure, whether that's chronic or uh, peripheral during the time that you're performing strenuous workouts, right? A lot of things that can compromise your cardiovascular health. And like he's going to point out, athlete's heart, heart enlargement is one of the root causes and underlying conditions that can lead to death at an earlier age. Try to explain this on Twitter. Muscles shorten your lifespan. This should be obvious to anybody out there. And it got quite the reaction where a lot of people just didn't believe it. They were making fun of me saying I'm some wimp, some soy boy programmer nerd. And it's like these people out there are not thinking because they have been so brainwashed by these social media influencers and they get it in their head that muscles equals health. No, muscles maybe make you stronger, but doesn't mean you're going to live longer by any means. Fair point. I mean, we're doing this for cosmetic benefits, not to live longer. If anything, um, putting on so much extra tissue that's metabolically active, reactive oxygen species are going to go up. This has been proven over and over again in the scientific literature. Strenuous workouts, whether that's on performance enhancing drugs or not, already increase oxidative stress. But when you do put in performance enhancing drugs, especially anabolic energetic steroids, oxidative stress goes up substantially. Now, you can ameliorate that with something like glutathione or vitamin C or ubiquinol or other antioxidants, right? But nowadays, everybody's so scared to take a little bit of vitamin C around the workout because it blunts the post-exercise stress response. I mean, what do you want? Do you want a 1% increased muscle mass or do you want to mitigate the oxidative stress that might come along with strenuous workouts so you can live longer and in a better state of health compared to people who don't supplement with antioxidants. So you see, the reality is that muscles are really only cool to 20 year olds because they've never seen muscles in their whole life. They suddenly get muscles and they're saying, hey, look how cool I look. I finally got some muscles. That's nice. But try maintaining these heavy, strenuous muscles over the next 10, 20, 30 years of your life. And you're going to find that it puts this immense load and weight on your heart. And you know, all people have the same size of heart. It's like your heart is now trying to support. All right. Uh, going to have to call them out here because these body mass index showing people who are lean up until uh, obese rates. I mean, if I see a lot of red mass, that would indicate muscle mass. But in this case, we see a lot of yellow mass and that's obviously fat. Now, there's not going to be a difference between uh, gaining a lot of muscle mass compared to gaining a lot of fat mass regarding cardiovascular health. I would say that, of course, uh, getting a lot of fat mass is worse for cardiovascular health because you're risking plaque buildup and overall chronic inflammation, which comes along with higher body fat levels and usually lifestyle, you know, the food choices and uh, the lack of exercise. But when you have a lot of metabolically active tissues and your oxygen demand goes up, your red blood cell count goes up, again, the blood pressure that might go up alongside of this strenuous workouts or the performance enhancing drugs that people generally take in the fitness industry, the heart does get more of a beating, especially when you start combining that with stimulants, which are now being used more frequently than ever because everybody wants to stay in shape. So with um, you know, higher body fat mass, I would say that the overall cardiovascular system starts to get impaired. And with the increased muscle mass, it's mostly strain on the heart. The cardiovascular system might still stay um, somewhat healthy throughout these uh, decades of increased muscle mass, but the heart has to work harder. Support an elephant. Can it do that for a long period of time? Probably not. You know, we all just have one heart and a heart has a limited number of beats, a certain mileage it can reach before it dies out, kind of like a car, which is going to last longer, a car sitting in a garage or a car that's just revving at 5000 RPMs in neutral. Well, 
that's kind of like your body, don't wear it out. I think I think Patrick is now starting to compare somebody that stays at home 24-7, right? The car in the garage to the laying flat movement, which is very popular in China for the people who are trying to um, escape the rat race because they know that working 40, 80, you know, 100 hours a week is not really going to exceed them in life. So they prefer to stay at home, laying flat, minimal cost, living with their parents, just doing a little bit of chores for a little bit of uh, money here and there. So I think that's a better analogy here compared to people who are otherwise somewhat sedentary, not really using their body for physical performance comparing to the bodybuilders who are surely redlining <laughs> their engine 24-7, especially at the highest level. But even the amateurs here and there, I mean, they're redlining their engines with nitric oxide and all the fuel sources 24-7. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's still a decent analogy, but I don't think most people out there with a good body would stay at home in their air-conditioned garage waiting for their tires to flatten and their paint to chip. This may sound shocking at first, even silly or unbelievable. I know it sounded weird to me at first too, but you know, I am 2X first aid certified. I took first aid classes when I was learning sailing, when I was working at Google and Facebook, I took those classes and you know, the first thing they tell you is that influencer footage right there. All of the gyms happen to have these AED devices to resuscitate people during heart failure stroke. And so I was at first perplexed, why would a gym need a heart resuscitation device? It's like, these are really healthy, fit people. And it turns out, well, a abnormally high percentage of heart failure happens at the gym. And so that's why they need these AED devices. So we can actually see here some of the data, bodybuilders die around age 48 on average. I mean, that's super early. And they have an alarmingly high rate of cardiovascular heart problems. The heart is simply not strong enough, in my belief, to support these big muscles. Uh, what about medium muscles? Are you going to live longer? Yeah, maybe a little bit longer for medium muscles. And so the reality is a lot of people simply don't want you to know this. There's a lot of big money in the fitness industry. You've got gyms, protein powders, equipment, supplements, and they're going to try to up. You forgot steroids. <laughs> There's a lot of steroids. And I think most professional bodybuilders, besides maybe a select few, besides all of these supplements that are readily available, they're also under performance enhancing drugs. And I think that's more deleterious than the over-the-counter supplements which are available. But yes, um, gaining abnormal amounts of muscle mass by using the performance enhancing drugs is more risky than not using them. Although I would say that for most of us enjoying the fitness industry and being a little bit larger than average, I would say that our quality of life does improve while we're a little bit bigger because it helps with our confidence, it helps with our motivation, it helps with our social status, or at least in the fitness industry. Um, like I mentioned to you guys many, many times before, if you're going to use performance enhancing drugs, let's take your life, let's say it's 100 years, you're compressing your life, right? So all of the cool stuff, all of the quality, all of the, of course, emotional roller coaster and drama also, that's going to get compressed. So you might not live to 100 years anymore, but you might live to 80 years or 75 years or 48 years old, as uh, shown in the study that you like to quote, um, during this time, your quality of life improves tremendously. More social, more confident, accomplishing more. I mean, if you take the drive and the motivation and all of the, you know, the work effort that you need to be somewhat good at bodybuilding, and you channel some of that into business, also a millionaire, not unheard of because they learn how to grind at an early age because otherwise they wouldn't have any physique to show for it. You need to grind before you attain a decent physique, even taking performance enhancing drugs. They channel some of this grind into revenue streams, like earning money through sponsorships and affiliates and other services or products that they produce themselves. 
Um, I would say that people in the fitness industry are more likely to turn themselves into millionaires than people in the software engineering industry or working for Google or Facebook or some of the other tech companies. Although right, it's been over a decade since I was a financial business consultant, so maybe times have changed. Back then, didn't meet any millionaires. Right now, I'm meeting a lot of millionaires in this fitness space. So maybe you can learn something from that. Although he's already a millionaire, so he doesn't need to take my advice financially. Obscure the data, hide this from you, kind of like how the tobacco industry and alcohol industry just obscured all this information for years. Same with the sugar industry. And the sad thing is, this type of thing gets almost no coverage on social media because everybody's giving likes to these muscle bodybuilding influencers posting their gains on social media, on Instagram, all over the place. We can see the data here. How many people are dying who exercise? And actually turns out the results are startling. The highest death rate is actually among men who exercise the longest and hardest. Who would have believed that? And also the death rate is higher among men who exercise short and hard. And then the guys who do hardly any vigorous exercise had a lower death rate than the people who do the most. So this may sound counterintuitive at first, but there's so much data backing this up. And so we can see here the cardiovascular deaths amongst pro bodybuilders compared to American men. It is just much higher across the board, across all ages, right? Bodybuilders basically have health problems. I wonder what Peter Atia would think about this video. I mean, he always promotes, uh, you know, exercise. There's no pill or injectable or anything of the medical field that can actually replace exercise. I'm starting to believe that some of these data has been pulled out of somebody's asshole, right? Just to kind of show, maybe this is an April Fool's article that he's replying to, because I'm sure the data is out there that people who perform vigorous exercise frequently live longer, better quality of life, overall better sense of well-being, less likely to be depressed, less likely to gamble, less likely to be addicted, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, the, the evidence is quite substantial that exercise improves quality of life, and I'm sure also lifespan. Um, so I'm not exactly sure if the data that he's re um, reacting to is um, that accurate, I would say. But then again, you know, with clinical evidence, you can kind of cherry pick which evidence you're going to include in an article like this. So if you really go down the rabbit's hole and you only select the clinical evidence, the scientific evidence, and all the papers that you can find where people actually die earlier by performing vigorous exercise, and again, looking into the oxidative stress and all of the complications that come along with vigorous exercise. If you only take that very small selection of studies, and I'm sure there's like five to 10 of them, and then read an, write an article about this, omitting the thousands of studies, the thousands of literature pieces that show that vigorous exercise is better for your health. I mean, if you wanna design a narrative, that's the way to do it. I mean, but that's what is social media is ultimately there for, right? Designing a narrative so we can react to it this data we can also see that like pro wrestlers wwf people happen to die much earlier than people in other sports those macho men muscles are causing them to die maybe 20 percent earlier than none of those guys are still alive i believe uh but i do believe that uh, you know the use of uh, painkillers and the addiction rate in the wwf because you know the you know physical feats that they have to perform landing on that mat even though the mat is a little bit of spring into it landing on the mat performing all those feats can be quite painful, right? It's real to me, damn it. Then people who are playing like, say, hockey, for example. And, you know, even if you take a look at pro bodybuilders compared to NFL players, MLB players, their death rate is almost double that of 
in other sports. And so then they compare the causes of death and they find pro bodybuilders have a 40% cardiovascular death rate compared to just 30% for normal Americans. So it's like a 10% higher heart failure rate, basically. Other causes of death of bodybuilders include kidney failure at 9%. That's almost 10x the rate of a normal American person. There's also liver failure issues. And, you know, some of this is related to using steroids or performance enhancing drugs. So while yes, the drugs and steroids can explain some of the deaths, I don't know if it explains the full story. And you still may be shaving off two years, five years, 10 years off of your life just by trying to look good on social media. Well, if looking good is worth it to you to just lose several years off of your life, then I guess you can be my guest. <laughs> How many people are willing to make that trade-off? I am. I'm sure many of you guys are. I mean, why live to 100 years old when you can live to 93, but, you know, kick while doing so? I mean, I think a lot of people are willing to make that trade-off, including people who are, you know, very into entrepreneurship. I mean, they're literally sacrificing their life and shortening their life because they're always, 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 always working. I mean, the divorce rate in entrepreneurs. And, and business consultants as well. I saw that when I was a financial business consultant, divorce rate, more than 50. I would say 75% of the people who are, I was working with were either divorced, uh, undergoing a divorce, or soon to be having a divorce because they're always about their wives. So I had all these things you have to consider. It's not about um, just uh, you know that little till end of your life and then uh, trying to maximize that and see what the overall quality of life is towards the end. Why don't we optimize the quality of our life, our entire life? And if it means shortening our life slightly while kicking and chewing bubble gum and still uh, having the gum readily available and using a little bit of gum that is illicit, um, I would take the chewing gum over living extra long and then, uh, you know, just sitting in the old folks home and not knowing what to do because I have no cool memories to live off anyway. And so overall, I think the data is inconclusive, but it's just the correlation between heart failure and muscles continues to be alarming. And even more so when you consider the young age at which too many pro bodybuilders are dying from heart failure. You know, the steroid use can be explained from, say, liver damage and kidney related deaths. Does that steroid use go into the heart as well? Yes, 100%. Yes, the heart ultimately is muscle tissue. And if you take something that's anabolic, testosterone, androlone, trimbolone, masterone, primabol, and winstrol, anivar, etc. It's going to work on your heart as well. And if you increase your heart rate and you increase your blood pressure and you're doing strenuous workouts, again, your heart is going to grow. We have a condition called athlete's heart that's a uniformly increase of the heart uh, during you know, strenuous uh, strength sports or endurance sports. It's very common for athletes to have a slightly enlarged heart, albeit that it's uniformly enlarged. So all of the chambers, the atriums, and the blood vessels, they're all uniformly enlarged. But of course, with bodybuilders um, exposing themselves to performance enhancing drugs and having high blood pressure, left ventricular hypertrophy. Now you have uh, you know, regurgitation in the valves and the heart chambers. The atrium might not close correctly. A lot of issues that come along with that. So all you need to do is an MRI and a CT scan to shove it under your nose that your heart is not functioning correctly. So you can be preventative and not take performance-enhancing drugs any longer, or at least reduce the dose so you can ensure the health of your heart going forward, right? Left ventricular hypertrophy or overall heart enlargement can be reduced if you just come off the PEDs and start training for endurance and don't take it so seriously. You do it recreationally, not competitively. All you have to do is take your foot off the gas, slow down a little bit. You don't have to go to a complete standstill like the 
alluded to in the beginning, put it at car into the garage and just being sedentary, just drive or train a little bit slower, right? I mean, when I came off cycle and started doing a lot of endurance work, my heart went from an athlete's heart to a regular heart. I mean, it can be reversed, but you have to be patient and you have to be determined. For you just to look good. And I'll have you know, by the way, that muscles don't attract women, just like how fast cars don't attract women. Muscles attract men. Cars <laughs> attract men. Motorcycles attract men. Cigars <laughs> attract men. You know what attracts women is probably fun. It depends on where you live, right? I mean, if you're uh, not in the fitness industry, uh, when I used to be a financial business consultant, none of the females around me, whether they were you know, part of that little sector that I was working in or outside sectors where we just passed them in the hallway, they were not really into muscles. But if you're part of the fitness industry, this is your lifestyle. Trust me, only girls are into muscles. Not the, that more is better, but having a, a decent uh, shape physique um, certainly goes a long way. I mean, if you have a good physique, you have to put that to work. And if you have the confidence, which came from uh, being part of the fitness industry and going to the gym and being very determined and focused with your aspirations, um, it's quite easy to uh, pick up girls. And it did a lot for my confidence when I started going to the gym at 15 years old. I was um, pulling more numbers, I would say, than the average 15-year-old, 17-year-old, 19-year-old. Uh, back in the day when I had a good physique because I felt more confident to approach girls. So it really depends on what kind of girls you like. If you like, um, you know, average looking girls that may be a little bit chubby, um, yeah, your chances might be reduced. Is that a bad thing? I don't think so. Even the Tate brothers know that humans weren't intended to have these huge bulging muscles. I should be a much bigger than I even am. Think about it. Humans aren't supposed to grow muscle. That's why losers take steroids. True. Humans aren't meant to grow up muscle. They're meant to be slim and they're meant to run far distances. So overall, I think it's important to note that the research isn't all in yet. It's quite possible that 100 years from now, every single gym and weightlifting facility will be banned. Kind of like how cigarettes were banned. People are realizing that alcohol is bad for you and causes brain damage. And we're going to find new things all the time. And so the data is just not conclusive right now. And you can't just say, well, ChatGPT told me that this is true. And it's important to know also that many research studies are not reproducible papers and that 80% of statistics are just made up on the spot. You see, as a scientist myself, and I use that term loosely as a computer scientist, but I know how the sausage is made and a lot of the data and research papers can be made up to favor a certain direction that the big industries sponsoring these research papers want you to lean towards. And I can tell you firsthand that bodybuilders are not dying left or right, whether they're professional or recreational, right? If anything, most people in the fitness industry will have a higher quality of life, much better uh, success in overall adventures that they put themselves to because they have learned the discipline and the determination to exceed and get ahead. Are we shortening our lifespan? Potentially. Actually, it's very, very likely, right? Like I always mentioned, we're compressing our life, improving our overall quality of life. Can we undo some of the damage that we've done in our younger years by uh, coming off cycle or reducing our body mass, doing a little bit more cardio here and there, eating a little bit better, doing some anti-aging protocols right, with NAD plus and glutathione and uh, nicotinamide mononucleotides. Of course we can. At least we have the knowledge to make changes because now we're fundamentally understanding of how our body responds to particular things, whether that's training or nutrition or supplementation, we are further ahead than general population who doesn't know anything about this. Because when side effects do start to occur through aging, they don't have the know-how to make the appropriate adjustments. 
So again, I think a lot of this uh, study data that he started quoting has been pulled out of somebody's, like he just alluded to. Um, ultimately, is it better to reduce your muscle mass as you get older? I do agree so. Like I'm putting a cap on it every couple of years. I don't want to get over this amount of body weight. And then later on, I don't want to get over this amount of body weight. I do think that body weight management as you get older starts to become more and more and more important. And it also starts to get harder to manage your um, overall health as you get older because your body is simply aging and not getting as resilient and not as responsive to particular practices that we put into place for overall quality of life and overall anti-aging purposes. So the older you get, um, anti-aging management gets more expensive, right? And more cumbersome and more inclusive and starts to detract from your overall productivity. So what I would recommend everybody, just like this guy usually talks about, get financially secure early so you can um, you know, follow your passions while you get older. And then when you are older, you have all the financial means in place to keep yourself alive. Nobody seems capable of any real thought anymore these days. We're living in the social media echo chamber and people are just in this weird phase awash by influencers and Instagrammers and they're just obsessed with this visual look. This idea that you need muscles, which is a really weird time in history and may lead to permanent, lifelong damaging consequences. And you know, I get it. You want to look good out there, but you know what? I think I look better than a skeleton at least. Let me know which you're optimizing for, muscles or lifespan. <laughs> see you in the comments below and see you in the next one. Thanks, bye. Cynical bastard look better than a skeleton. He almost looks like a skeleton though because he has no muscle on his body. So let's have a look at the study that he quoted. It's performed by Escalante et al. titled Dead Bodybuilders Speaking from the Heart, an analysis of autopsy reports of bodybuilders that died prematurely. So they're purely analyzing bodybuilders who have died and see why they have died. Now, this is a very small sample size of all of the bodybuilders out there because you do need to compare this autopsy report to all of the bodybuilders who are still alive and were to do organ imaging, full body MRIs, echoes of the heart, etc., to see if their organs are um, you know, in a worse state of health compared to general population, which sometimes is the case, but isn't always the case. I tried to look for this study, the full publication on Science Hub, but unfortunately it's not available yet. So we're just going to have to go with the abstract. This study analyzed publicly available autopsy report of male bodybuilders under the age of 50 who died reportedly from cardiovascular related events. A general Google search with the term dead bodybuilders, man, painful. It was performed on the 10th of February, 2022. Six reports were available for review and analysis Bodybuilders had the following mean age, 36 plus or minus 7.1 years. So that's, let's say, um, well, 29 to 44 years old. So, of course, you know, if you take this sample size of uh, bodybuilders under 50 years old and you start looking at the averages compared to all of the other bodybuilders who have died, yeah, and then the mean age of death is going to be 48. It doesn't mean that we don't live beyond that. It just means that that's the average age of people that are dying. Uh, height 182 centimeters, weight 104 kilograms. So these bodybuilders weren't even that heavy. Weight of the heart 575 grams, plus or minus 135 grams. So that's significant changes because uh, the average weight of a heart is approximately 300, 350 grams. So this is uh, already, um, you know, athlete's heart or even bigger, right? The left ventricular myocardium thickness 
is uh, 16.3 millimeters plus or minus 3.5 millimeters. So that's indeed a significant difference compared to general population. But what about the average left ventricular myocardium thickness of athletes performing other sports compared to bodybuilders in general population? I would say that athletes are closer to the heart size of bodybuilders than general population. Unfortunately, it wasn't included in this abstract. I'm sure some of you guys will remind me down below in the comment section. The bodybuilders analyzed had a mean heart weight that is 74% heavier than the reference of men. So that's 575 grams compared to 332 grams on average. Again, average population, do we relate to that or do we relate to real athletes who might have an average heart weight of, let's say, 400 grams, right? That's mild uh, heart enlargement. Similarly, 100% of the autopsy reported left ventricular myocardium thickness. Uh, this is 125% thicker than normative data for men, while abuse of steroids for prolonged periods of time may contribute to some of the cardiac abnormalities present in these bodybuilders. It should be noted that cardiac hypertrophy, included left ventricular hypertrophy, has also been reported in drug-free strength athletes, as well as regular athletes training for endurance. Each autopsy report included cardiovascular abnormalities within the cause of death, Association does not mean causation. Thank you. But nonetheless, bodybuilders should be aware of potential contributing cardiovascular risks of anabolic androgenic steroids abuse. Now, again, this is nothing new, right? It's a study um, published in 2022, November. So this is why the full publication isn't available on uh, Science Hub. But this is nothing new, right? I mean, we all know the risk of using steroids, the left ventricular hypertrophy, thickening of the walls, growth of the heart. Um, you know, athlete's heart, et cetera, right? It's nothing new, but it's something that we need to be aware of. And, uh, you know, if you get suddenly health conscious because a very dry and cynical and satirical Patrick Shield just made a video about it, which got a decent amount of views, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> you should know this before you start dabbling, right? I'm sure everybody's familiar with the risks of taking performance enhancing drugs and the risks that come along with doing all of these crazy lifts, whether that's for strongmen or uh, powerlifting or bodybuilding, or even some of the sports which are included in the Olympics, which includes uh, moving heavy objects at very high speeds, you're putting strain in your heart, right? So it's up to you to keep your heart healthy, especially in this day and age. Uh, I thought it was a very interesting video. I like this channel. You should subscribe to it. A lot of interesting information and um, you know opinions on certain aspects of life. I didn't get offended. I hope you didn't get offended either. And otherwise, um, maybe this social media thing isn't for you. Let's leave it here. Thank you guys so much for watching. You can find everything that I'm associated with down below in the YouTube description section. All of my sponsors and affiliates are there. And if you can't find them there, maybe they're on my website, vigorsteve.com. You have a ton of free articles there. Also, bookmark that site so you can go through the articles on your own reading time. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at VigorSteve. An anabolic frontable bicep for you guys. Almost 40 years old, so not quite close to the expected death of professional bodybuilders at, let's say, 45, 48 years old. Uh, but I got eight years to go. So make sure that you stay subscribed so at least for the next eight years, you can be entertained and educated by yours truly before I throw in the towel on life. Allegedly, based on scientific evidence, that's um, not very compelling, I would say. Thank you guys so much for watching, and I'll see you in the next video.